Kia ora. So you're listening to Fit Chats with Nats. I'm your host or your conversation starter, Nats Levy. I'm six foot two. I love fitness. I love health. And most of all, I love a sustainable lifestyle. Let's chat. So today on Fit Chats with Nats, I have the absolute pleasure of talking to the very talented Sheena Jane Martin from Sheena Jane Fitness. She's a Kiwi girl from way down in the South Island and she's made it big on the world stage in the world of bikini bodybuilding, reaching her pro status. And she talks to us a little bit about her journey, where she's at at the moment, and she alludes to a little bit of what is in her future. Enjoy the conversation. Kia ora, Sheena. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today on Fit Chats with Nats. Look, I know I know a lot about you and I've been following you in awe for a while, but for people that might not be aware of you, um, could you just talk through like how your, your transition from, I guess, life as a lawyer to life as a bikini professional and um, I guess some of the health things that you have overcome? Yeah. Um... Wow, that's a. I, I reckon there could be probably a movie on this. Um, I think there should a, be a movie on this. There's quite a depth of of layers to to all of it, but um, I mean, I grew up as a dancer, and like when I was at high school, I told mum I wanted to be a professional ballerina, and I wanted to go to, well, not necessarily ballerina, because I was I knew I was vertically challenged for that, so just dancer in general so I was focused more on contemporary because I knew that that was more where I could excel but um mum of course and this is no uh like no dig at her whatsoever because it's really her the way she was raised that gives her this mindset but you know she was like you know you've got to go to university and get a real job you know you can't you can't make a living being a dancer your body won't last forever you know you've got to use your your intellect um so I went from thinking I might maybe be a physiotherapist like her to thinking, no, like I really actually enjoy uh, like more the writing and creating side of things more so than um, science So I went down the law path. I actually started out doing psychology at the same time, but hmm. I'm so like, and in hindsight, probably should have dropped law and did psychology, but I wanted to be a lawyer because I wanted to help people. So that was that was where it came from. And when I actually started my studies to become a lawyer, I actually wanted to be a family lawyer and do lawyer for children because myself and my two brothers went through, um, you know, a lot of, I don't know, drama, trauma, whatever you want to call it, growing up with our parents, um, you know, separating, divorcing, and being in court fighting over custody of us, all of that stuff, um, mm. you know, being, being ordered by the court to go and see our father every second weekend. And it was all, like, very, um, everything was very, like, imposed by the court. And it was, it wasn't cool as a kid growing up through that. So that's actually, that was what made me want to be a lawyer. And that was the direction I wanted to go in with law once I, you know, got in there um but actually once I got to university and I I mean the first year at university you know it's just they just want you to learn knowledge which you know if I'm very all or nothing so if you tell me I have to learn all of this knowledge and I have to sit an exam I'm like all right I'll show you I can learn all that knowledge in 
So I was in the top 5% of first year law and obviously got through to the 200 people that get through into the actual uh, laws. And and you don't actually get to do any family law until the third year. So in the second year, you don't get to choose either. You just have to learn all this information. And I actually came top of the entire um, year of my class in contract law. So wow. I received a scholarship for being, you know, top of contract law in the whole of the Target University for my year. And I got invited into the honours program. And I also was asked by the dean of the law faculty, um, Mark Kennigan, he's not the dean anymore, but he was the dean then. He also asked me to be his personal research assistant. So I did study family law, um, but I obviously did really well in contract law. Um, and went down more of a commercial path after that. I studied family law and the reason why I didn't end up going into working in family law was because I could tell even from just studying it that that was like, and and I understand this more now that I've done all this work on my personality typing, but it was too, too much emotion for me. Like mm. I would have been just, I feel like I would have just been like an emotional wreck for the rest of my career in yeah. family law because reading these cases about you know like child abuse and like all of this stuff was just like so what well, was really real to me obviously um reading cases about children struggling with parents separating divorcing whatever but I just knew that that was going to be like I was I'm not the type of person who can switch off my emotions so I wouldn't have been able to go to work do a great job caring about my cases and then go home and switch my emotions off. Like I would be living in that 24 seven. And again, I know that more now that I understand my personality and like, I'm very all or nothing, but also mm -hmm. very like transparent. I'm, I am what I say I am and I'm not, I, there, there aren't kind of like, there's not like one Sheena in front of one audience and another Sheena in front of a different audience. It's just what you see yeah. is what you get. So it makes sense to me now and I can understand my own clockwork better why that would have been a really hard career. And also family lawyers don't make good money either. So I was like, man, this is going to be, and, and money's never been my biggest driver at all. And I mean, right mm -hmm. now I obviously, I work my ass off just to survive in LA, which is part of part of the grind. But um, so it, yeah, that was, I didn't end up going into family law. I ended up going into commercial law. I started out um, my first legal job and like a medium-sized firm in Taranga, and I was kind of just bored there. I wasn't, I didn't have passion for it. I stayed there for uh, a bit over a year, and then I just, I decided, I mean, I'd already felt like I didn't want to do law anymore, and I had started looking at options to study, um, you know, like a health and fitness related mm. qualification online. Um, my mum actually talked me into, you know, giving it another go, so what I did was I basically just decided, you know, if I'm going to give being a lawyer a real go, I'll better go where the biggest and the best is. So I just sent my CV to a bunch of firms in Auckland, none of which were actually advertising, but Russell McVeigh, which is the, well, at the time, the biggest and best firm in New Zealand actually offered me a job when I sent them my CV. So I started work there in uh, specialised commercial property. And I was there only for basically from I think it was March that year through to the end of that year and that was like a really it was quite a confronting time um mm -hmm. I really 
I realized how important it was to me to be authentic and be doing something being true to myself because it was I mean like working in a firm like that back then they used to call Russell McVeigh the factory and Mm -hmm. um, because you know young lawyers just they just go through like you know things on a conveyor belt because it's freaking hard you know it's and they don't I mean Russell McVeigh have actually been in the in the in the uh, news in the last couple of years getting in trouble for the way they treat young staff there so you know and I had kind of one of those experiences really it was sort of like one of my performance reviews the first one I had I basically got scolded and told that I wasn't conforming to the Russell McVeigh ways which is like okay I'm actually an individual human so you know what sort of clone do you require me to be to fit in here um and that was kind of the last straw for me I I actually handed my notice in right then and there at my performance review said hey look this isn't working for me don't know what the hell I'm going to do but I'm not going to do this so thanks for the opportunity and uh, I'm out here Uh, of course at the time I had an apartment in Auckland and a mortgage to pay by myself so I had to do something pretty quick smart uh, to find something to tide me over once I worked out my notice at Russell McVeigh and um, I just started work at a smaller firm which I knew that it would be less demanding of my time so I was actually able to focus on like really getting into my study for my um, double diploma in fitness and business which I did via correspondence and I was also teaching Les Mills classes like mm-hmm. I, I don't know before and after work um, most kind of a few days a week sort of thing and so working at a smaller firm uh, they were a bit more flexible with that and allowed me to finish early so that I could go and do my classes and yeah I finished my um yeah I finished my qualification studying my double diploma in fitness and business and did my first show during the time while I was working at that law firm and then when I actually won my pro card which was only five months after my first show that's mm, I remember. When I, that's when I actually had just I just finished my qualification won my pro card and left my job all within months of each other I was just like you know this like to me winning my pro card and having that professional status having finally having this qualification and I mean I'd been teaching group fitness for seven years so and from my dancing background I had a lot of knowledge and I knew that you know I just needed that piece of paper to be able to you know safely and obviously legally share my knowledge and train clients etc so um, it was an interesting transition though and at the time I'd actually just got married um, and at the time my husband actually didn't he didn't believe in me and he didn't think that I could actually go there and earn a living as a personal trainer so he was very critical of that and he was a construction project manager so you know a very well-paying job and you know he basically he just he didn't support me and I knew he didn't I knew he didn't think I was going to be able to kind of like carry my half of the deal because we'd also bought a new house um Mm. but basically I worked my ass off in my first year as a personal trainer and I actually earned the same amount as him on his salary uh as a construction project manager with you know however many years years experience so that was kind of like I'm very stubborn so you know if someone says I can't do something I'll be like you know what screw you I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna do 
a real freaking good job of it. So, yeah. And I think from your story, that's something that really resonates, I think, throughout your whole life. Not necessarily like a stubborn thing, but you're so mindfully strong and you achieve so much. And even the way you talk about it, it's just like, oh, yeah, I did this and I did this and then I did this. But the this that you're doing is like incredible. How do you structure your life and stay on top of things and not get overwhelmed? Um. Well, that, that again is a good question and that's something that I'm still working on. Um, well, I mean, I know I've told you off camera, I've been doing a lot of research into personality typing, which all kind of started from me. Um, I felt feeling kind of disconnected internally last year and kind of feeling like I wasn't really living in my truth and that I needed to step away from the stage to take some time to actually figure out what I want to do and where I want to go because you know I've competed relentlessly for five years but competing is not my passion as such it's inspiring others that is my passion so you know if I'm no longer actually growing from competing I'm no longer inspiring others with my evolution my growth so I got to this really like hard place and it it took me a long time to even figure out what the hell was wrong I spent months just being like why don't I even feel like myself like I just don't feel I just feel mm. kind of lost and like empty. Like I'm not full of passion for anything because I'm just not even sure where I want to go anymore or if the goal is still the same or, you know what I mean? So mm. that actually led me to uh, this personality typing, the Myers-Briggs uh, typing, which taught me so much about myself. It's just like, it hit me like a freaking sledgehammer. And I was like, damn, I wish I knew, I wish I found out about this years ago, but, I also don't think that I would have been actually mentally in a position to comprehend it all and use it if I had have found it years ago. Cause I did find it two years ago, that test and I did just read it and thought, Oh yeah, that's cool. And carried on with life. Um, and I never really pulled it apart and analyzed it and used it to figure out what's going on inside of me and kind of the direction I want to go in. So, you know, it's, it's hard sometimes with, you know, everyone's opinions and every, you know, everything else going on outside of us to really know what we want and what is the most important thing to us and how to even honor that and actually how to even go on and achieve the thing that's most important to us because we get pulled in so many directions. So I've been doing a lot of internal work um, the last like six months and I want to actually go uh, in that kind of direction in terms of sort of coaching and actually writing something I don't know if it's going to be a book or a program or a combination I haven't decided what it can be called yet but um I want to go a lot more in that direction of mindset coaching uh because that has literally just shaken up everything for me in the last six months and really um so how do I not get overwhelmed uh I don't not get overwhelmed I have so much going on inside my head all of the time uh, and, and again, that's something that my personality type has actually, it actually pointed that out to me. And until, until I actually read about myself from an objective perspective and was actually forced to look at my own patterns of behavior and thoughts and beliefs objectively, I didn't even realize that. And so many different things just coming from that test alone, I've kind of cracked myself open and pulled out so many patterns of behavior and 
thoughts and, and, and beliefs that are holding me back in one way or another in one area of my life. And it's kind of it, one of those things is like, I struggle not to get overwhelmed because I have so much going on inside my head and I'm always focused on this big picture and like in the future and this like save the world kind of mission. Mm. It's like, I have these huge ideas of this, you know, I want to make a, make a difference and mm. impact people's lives. But it's like, I've, there are so many ideas that I don't even know how to get the idea, those ideas into a thing. I have like this, these incredible ideas, like how do I even do justice to that? So that paired with the rest of life and trying to get through just the, the details um, and the everyday stuff, like, you know, having a registration for your car and that kind of stuff, like doing all of that normal shit as well as trying to, even figure out what's going on inside my own head is hard and I do get overwhelmed a lot and I think I've made a huge kind of breakthrough with that um overcoming anxiety that I I didn't even really understand that it was anxiety that I was suffering from but I think in hindsight I actually have severe anxiety to the point that I've been ruining my own life for a a minute now (laughs) which is quite ridiculous looking back but I actually have realized like I've been so focused on the future and everything other than this moment right now that I've been like just never even really giving myself a chance to thrive and figure out who I am and what I stand for and what I want to do um, because I've always been going somewhere and I've just never really just been where I am. Um, mm. And and of course, you know, being so driven and for me that that I think was, you know, competing relentlessly back to back and my whole five years just been has been from one show to the next. That has been kind of it's allowed me to sort of well, I don't know whether allowed is the right word, it's allowed or held me back really from actually digging into myself and actually overcoming some stuff that I needed to overcome to actually even get close to reaching my potential. Um not not necessarily my potential on stage, um, completely aside from that, but my potential in life, because it's like I was giving myself this goal, like this next show, this next show, um, and just continuously working towards the next thing with like the next improvements. What do I have to improve now that I never actually realized I was robbing myself of even being happy in, in the moment and probably living my life to the fullest at all. But I mean... I'm glad I figured that out now uh, and that's allowed me to overcome like a fear of the future, anxiety, same thing Mm -hmm. really, you know, it's like I was so constantly focused on what was ahead that, and, and because my mind is so full of thoughts constantly, I could literally, I mean, I could probably sit at home and I'm an introvert, so I will sit at home. I can sit at home and (laughs) I hear that. I can sit at home and drive myself absolutely freaking crazy for an entire day just worrying about the future. Like every, I mean, you give me one future item and I will find a million different ways to, to worry about that if I let myself. And so it's been kind of this huge personal development time for me lately, just actually realizing the ways I was holding myself back. And it's sort of like the things I was doing that at the time seemed like they were getting me further ahead. Like, going to the next show and competing and competing. I thought that Mm. I was chasing this big goal of like, you know, becoming Miss Olympia. And actually what I was doing was actually hiding from my own issues that I needed to actually resolve to even 
you know, well, to be happy for starters, but to actually probably figure out really what it is that I want to do in life and the message that I want to share because bodybuilding for me has been about sharing a journey like that that's what Mm -hmm. it's been for me it's been a vehicle through which I've shared my struggles um it's been a vehicle that I've been able to share struggles from like you know my career change to overcoming an eating disorder to um you know getting through you know leaving a a marriage that wasn't healthy all of that stuff I've found ways to use my journey to share a lot of those lessons that I've learned till now um and I think part of the internal disconnect that I've had you know with myself uh in the last six months and while I've been learning all this stuff has been that I feel like I've sort of reached the ceiling on what I can share through my journey in competing like I have you know there's there's deeper stuff that I want to share and more substance that I want to share and get and and this whole personality typing and actually unraveling your own layers like all of this stuff that is what I want to share with people to help them do this for themselves I can't do this through you know analogies from bodybuilding like I've run out of um you know if I'm not changing and growing through bodybuilding I can't that's no longer a vehicle if the vehicle is is stopped and parked you know what I mean yeah um kind of and that's sort of part of the kind of battle I'm fighting in my mind now of you know I want to do something more um and get take my business in a direction that's more than just training and nutrition and the thing is it already is you know I end up coaching my clients in their entire lives I mean I don't know why the hell any of them would ask me for relationship advice but aside from that (laughs) I always have a lot of valuable lessons that I share with my clients and actually through kind of without even knowing it, I was helping them to unravel their own patterns of limiting, you know, thoughts and behaviors and that were holding them back. And, and since I've sort of figured that all out for myself and my own personality and through the personality typing, I've actually had quite a lot of my clients do that test as well. I mean, I know I've had you do it. Um, Mm. And I've, I've been getting a lot of people people that I kind of click with in a in a strange way like we just we just click and like have this connection or you know clients and people that I know them as a person and I've been kind of seeing their growth and watching them overcome things and struggle I've been getting a lot of those people to actually do this same personality test so that I could kind of help them to keep unraveling themselves and I mean so I end up essentially doing this for my clients um because and I guess that's where I've come to in my own journey. It's like training and nutrition, the way you eat, what you do, you know, all of that can only go so far because if your mind isn't in the right place and if you don't know who you are, what you want, if you're not living in your truth and actually happy with who you are, you're always going to struggle. You're never going to reach your potential in any area of life at all, let alone in your physical goals. You know what I mean? It's like... So true, so true. And and I, that's where I've come to with myself and I'm kind of only just realizing this now that I explain it all to you but I mean that's the reason why my vehicle of competing is kind of just sitting here on the tracks like chilling right now like okay well how do I actually get further with this because training and nutrition and, and physical transformation doesn't get it doesn't get really get further than this and there's so much work that I've done on myself that is it's just it's a whole different level of of work but it's 
it's necessary. You know, I was never going to get out of that kind of like relentless mindset of competing, competing with blinkers on and, mm. and actually overcome this, the, my, my own fears and my own uncertainties and uh, my own weaknesses. If I just kept in that mindset and me realizing that and then kind of seeing the same pattern for, you know, clients and other people close to me has, it, it, that's kind of led me down this path of like, I, I want to, actually dig into that more and see where that goes so oh I think it's really exciting because I mean one thing that I always think about with you like definitely your words and what you do in terms of um and in person and in social media presence like you always have a story or something that people can resonate with you're really good at communicating that but I also find you quite um innovating so um, I remember, you know, like we, like Les Mills, I don't know if people know Les Mills, but in Auckland City, it's kind of one of the main commercial gyms there. And I remember seeing you as a trainer and you're a baby trainer. You're like a level one using the pull-up machine to um, target some, one of your client's glutes. And it was so unusual at that time. Everyone's like, what is she doing? But it was so innovative. And now you, you see it everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think that some that is just a, a principle that I strive to kind of apply to my whole life. I mean, I think thinking outside of the box and you know, like actually getting creative. I mean, I'm quite a creative person, I guess. You know, I come from a background in dancing, um, mm. and my father's an artist, so definitely like a creative background and a kind of. I mean, my brain's kind of wired that way. So, you know, when I'm in the gym and when I'm like, okay, so here is this physique in front of me. I've got this body here. I want to create a, a certain shape out of it. Mm. What what ways do I target this muscle and how can I get this muscle from every angle? And how can I say, get this muscle more so than any other muscle so that uh, we're working on this one weakness and not developing things that are strengths while we let that body part come up or whatever it is and I mean just I mean with with training obviously I mean the sport that I compete in is all about the way you look like if someone Mm -hmm. asked me how much I can lift I have no idea um and I mean for myself personally I don't even count my reps most of the time I just go until I can't go and obviously Mm -hmm. when I'm writing programs for clients that's not how it works because I'm writing it you know an you know a complete program which tells them how many reps but also how to know what weight to use to make sure that those reps are being used correctly to actually overload the muscle. But, um, I mean, I've always kind of treated the, the body as like, it's like a sculpture, you know, and you're, you're actually creating it as you train, you're adding clay in different areas and over the years that accumulates, you know? So Mm. it's not just about like, I'm going to do a squat and I'm going to do a lunge. It's like, if you think of the body as it's like a three dimensional thing and you want to add dimension, you need to be thinking of different ways to hit different angles of the muscle and, um, you know, challenge the muscle in different ways. And that's what life's about to me in general. You know, it's all about challenging yourself and growing and evolving and thinking outside the box and, you know, I mean, it's about, it's about changing and evolving. So if you're not being innovative, then you're, you're not ever really stepping into your potential as a person. You know what I mean? Mm. 
Yeah, and it just I think it makes it more exciting. I mean, when you talk about your future plans or the direction you might be heading in, adding in mind mindset and using someone's personality and what that's going to look and feel like to you. Um, I just like it still innovation comes to mind. It, it's pretty exciting to think about what you might be creating um, to us like grow in people to get that change in people. Um, yeah. yeah, it's really I mean, exciting. It, yeah. I mean, a lot of, obviously everything I share, I mean, through my social media outlets, everything I share is, you know, I take my experience and it, it's hard for people to do this. And a lot of people don't share in depth about stuff because it exposes you, you know, and it makes you vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And I'm a lot better at writing stuff like this than I am talking about it. And that, again, it's sort of related to my personality type. Um, I have so, so many ideas up in my head that sometimes I struggle to actually get the words out and for them to even do justice to the thoughts that are going on in my head. So for me, I, I'm very good at writing and that's my mm -hmm. comfort zone. And of course that makes sense. You know, I, I'm a lawyer by qualification, so I, I mean, I essentially have a degree in writing a convincing argument. So it makes <laughs> sense that law, you know, was the direction I went in. But actually, I was thinking recently, it's interesting because when I was at law school and did my dissertation for my honours program, I didn't do, uh, you know, most people would pick quite a concrete topic to, and it's like a huge, I don't, it's like 50,000 words, I think, from memory, this dissertation that you've got to write. And I did my dissertation on this, like this random theory of commercial equity that I literally made up myself. Like I created this theory and, and I studied commercial equity, which was really interesting to me and much more interesting than just any paper that was quite mechanical and like learning statutes and applying statutes. And that mm -hmm. reflects in my personality so much and in the path I've taken even, but until I actually discovered my personality type, again, I had no idea. I didn't actually, th what was inside of me, this clockwork that now will make sense, why I went the way I went. And I wish I understood all of that back then because it's like I've gone from not really, from kind of making each decision as it comes to me to now that I understand my entire clockwork and I can see all the wiring and where it goes and what types of decisions will automatically go that way if I'm being true to myself, et cetera. It's like... I make so much more sense to myself and I feel like I can actually, I have a much clearer direction of where I want to go because I already know like if something is, if something aligns with what's real, authentic to me, whatever, that's a yes. And if it's something that doesn't align with what's real and authentic to me, you know, it's no. And it's like, but you can't know that if you don't actually even understand how you make decisions or you know the way you respond to other people or other situations etc which is all stuff that this personality typing has like shoved in front of my face which is it, it's honestly been quite mind-blowing and I've spent a, a good deal of the last six months thinking I could be crazy but um, the more I start kind of actually sharing it with people who you know and obviously there are certain types of people that understand this kind of depth and like even even theories like that and then there are other people who are not remotely interested in this kind of shit and think it's just absolutely crazy um but you know what I mean it's hard actually figuring out which ones are which um and actually kind of like sharing this idea with people although it's taken some time and I've actually it's really interesting the people that I've shared this with and how much they have learned about themselves when I've made them do this test and some of these people it's like 
you know, this one guy, for example, he's an incredibly established and successful businessman uh, kind of sitting uh, beside the fitness industry, if you like, uh, in America. And I randomly bumped into him uh, when I got back and I was already, and I'd just spoken to you kind of about where my Mm -hmm. head was at with this. And I just ended up in this conversation with him completely out of the blue and sort of spilled this idea to him. And I'm like, God, he's going to think I'm an idiot because this idea is like so not concrete in my mind. And the more I've talked about it, the more it's made sense to me and it has become concrete. But when I actually told him to do the test, we were very, very similar. And he was like mind blown by it. By it. And it's like, he's an incredibly established and successful business, businessman, like taking over the world in his particular field imagine how much further he could have got or how much more he could have done sooner if he understood his own wiring, his own clockwork. And that's exactly how I feel. And it's the same for every single person that I've told to do it. They've been like, God, like I wish I knew this about myself before I've been through all of these struggles. And I've, I feel like I've learned the hard way, all of these lessons And for me personally, I feel like I've learned the hard way, all of these lessons, not like once, not twice, but like 10 times, like, God, universe, okay, I get it. Like, can you let me move on? But it's, I mean, I guess for me personally, it's led me to this kind of position I'm in right now with this idea of something I want to create. Um, But it's, yeah, it's been really interesting, just the way that it's had the same sort of effect for everyone, just like this, this lightning bolt was sort of just like, yeah, it's it's pretty bizarre, but I think I'm onto something, so I'm excited. And it must be an incredible sense of calm and peace. I mean, if, you know, thinking and having so much emotion in your head for you now to understand the wiring of how you operate. Like, it just must be like, ah, oh, like taking a, a big breath and exhaling. Yeah, and it, it that is exactly what it feels like. And it's quite bizarre because it's like this all like I I suck at being in the present I really suck at being like hey like this moment right here is dope I'm really happy right here and I'm always looking at the next thing even if it's like what's happening tonight or tomorrow like that's been the biggest thing for me and that has been the breath of fresh air but it's also it's not just that but it's actually I had to kind of like discover that by experiencing pain like like what the hell is wrong with me why am I always anxious why am I not happy with right now and and it took me actually unraveling my personality and being like yo I get it I'm not I am not even here right now of course I'm not happy right now I am in every goal I have in the future I am everywhere but right now including in the past like Mm -hmm. I am I'm in the past analyzing things that have happened things that went wrong I'm in the past trying to make sense of everything which really doesn't matter right now because it's done I can't do anything about it all I can do is learn from it and extract that lesson and apply that lesson as I move forward in my life um so a lot of it has been actually just and I I thought I had my shit together before I started learning all this stuff I really did like I thought it was I thought I had my shit together and now I'm like god like I was I didn't even know who I was back then like how the hell did I think I had my shit together um but now I see my own you know the patterns of of thought and behavior that have been holding me back you know I have been 
I'm, I'm so analytical and there are so many thoughts in my brain, but I have to make sure that those thoughts are going in the right direction. They have to be, you know, positive thoughts about the future, but not in a way where I need to control it. Um, and they need to be present thoughts with a view to everything that's happening right now here is, is impacting the direction I go in in the future and like where I end up in the future. So yeah, it's been a lot of learning to actually get to that breath of fresh air. It, has, it didn't just like, and you have to keep learning it, you know, because life's not easy. Like you will always be faced with a new challenge. And it, I mean, I've been in a lot of like difficult times in my personal life recently and well, throughout this whole process actually and it's that's part of what's kind of been a catalyst for me having to learn all this stuff because it's like you know when you realize that you're actually you're not even really like honoring yourself and you're not even like loving yourself you're so caught up on everything outside of you and everything that you can't control that you actually forgot that you have to control yourself and that's where it all starts. It's like, I sort of got lost and didn't, I, I kind of lost sight of that. Like, hang on a minute. Like I'm so, my entire happiness is dependent right now and everything that's outside of my control, like other people, opportunities, anything, like everything other than my own mind and my own actions. It's like, and I don't even know how I ended up in that place, but you know, I'm a, the type of person who I put other people before myself and um so it's easy for me to to do that to kind of let myself get to a point where I'm sort of neglecting myself I think I kind of did it for so long and probably you know competing back to back for so long and being in such a tunnel vision mindset with that rather than really digging into my own like emotions as such hasn't helped either um so it kind of all came to a head and put me in a position where I really I had to learn this stuff because it was like otherwise I was just going to keep being in the same pattern of not being truly happy because I was so focused on everything other than right now you know on the future on the past and you know having as such an innovative mind and such a creative mind uh, and a mind that can kind of take me places that other people maybe don't even quite get to that point can be a blessing but it can also be a curse because you know as I said, like I could sit there and drive myself crazy about any topic you give me, you know, mm. any topic you give me, I could sit there and I could drive myself absolutely nuts. Um, if I let my, my brain run with it. So it's all about, so I am, yeah, I am mentally strong. And you said that, you know, I've showed that through what I've achieved that I am mentally strong, but I actually don't think I was mentally strong. I really wasn't because I was, I wasn't actually digging into the emotions. I was mentally strong on the surface, sure, but mm. it, it was like I had a lid on. The, I just, I'd put a lid on, uh, you know, I guess like my past pain and fear and these, you know, patterns of behavior that have been ingrained in me through my whole life. I had just put a lid on them and I was running with the ones I was strong with after this yeah. goal. Like, I can be relentless. I can do this. I can be tunnel vision I'm I'm stubborn I can go and go and go and I can never give up I can work harder than anyone but there was a whole part of me that was wasn't being honored if that makes sense and that's yeah. that's where I've got to and that's when I got to the point where I was like wait there has to be more and I'm never going to get I'm never going to be my best if I'm only honoring my strengths and I'm not actually 
and I guess that's what self-love is and self-acceptance, you know, it's being like, okay, I, you know, I'm not perfect. I've got all of these different traits to me and I have to actually be real about all of them. And a very, very long story short, that is what that personality typing has allowed me to point out for everyone that I've had do it. You know, everyone that I've had do the test has been like, damn, like I, I thought that I was going in the right direction because I was honoring my strengths and really working with those. But that's the kind of thing that makes people insecure or not confident because it's like, if you're not completely 100% okay with who you are and accepting of your weaknesses, you're never going to be confident because you're just waiting for the next person to criticize that or to point out one of your flaws. And then you have to deal with it all over again. But if you never actually deal with it, it's always going to be there. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's what the, that personality typing has, has pointed out. And it's like brought all that to the surface for me and enabled me to bring that to the surface for other people. And the only problem is that some people are ready to deal with that and some people aren't, you know, some people, mm. and I'm, I'm mentally strong and I'm okay with exposing myself and being vulnerable. And like, you know, I've shared stuff on social media about say like, you know, unhealthy relationships or, you know, like my eating disorder that I previously struggled with stuff like that. I've shared more in depth stuff than most people could or would. Mm. Um, and I'm okay doing that because to me, if I, learned from it and I've accepted that that was something that I went through and I overcame it and I learned from it then I have no pride in sharing that if it can help someone else to evolve through it and if it can give someone else hope that oh wait a minute like there is actually a way to get through this and that I mean that's the reason I share stuff and a lot of people aren't good at doing that and you know so exposing all these parts of myself that I'm realizing like, well, yeah, I thought I had my shit together, but really I have these, like these fears of, you know, just, and a lot of them I can probably, as I get deeper into all of this, I can probably go back to things in my childhood and, and make it make sense to me. Um, you know, and these will be things that apply to all of, all of my life, like, you know, personal relationships, uh, you know, career, all of that. Um, it just, yeah, it, it all, it's all important and that's what I've realized, which is why I'm kind of now like obsessed with figuring it all out so that I can help other people to go through the same sort of process that I've gone through, which has just been this hugest light bulb moment. Like, holy shit. <laughs> um, well, even this whole conversation, there's just so much in the way of things that people are going to be able to resonate with, little nuggets of advice just from you talking about your journey and your evolution. Um, as a woman and as a, a very successful woman um, and I lo like I love that you you know you're so human you know and people you know if they look at you like you, this beautiful woman they they would kind of often dissociate that human quality that you have you are so emotive and you care so much it seems so beautiful to hear how much you do care and how human you are and where your sense of purpose and your drive and understanding yourself has come from if people yeah. wanted to reach out to you, because there's probably so many things they'll just want to know more about or get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach you? Um, I'm pretty good at checking through my direct messages on Instagram. So um, I'm sure you can leave my Instagram tag there somewhere. It's at Sheena Jane with a Y underscore fitness. Um, so that's, that's a really easy place. And you can also actually email me direct to my email address from my Instagram bio. 
if you don't have Instagram, uh, my website, which is www.shenajanefitness.com. Uh, you can actually, you know, reach out to me directly through my website as well. I'm just pretty excited to see the direction that you're going to take your business and I guess the whole branding you have because hearing you talk so passionately and the effect that the stuff that you're learning now is having on your life is really exciting. So I, I can't wait to see how you evolve. And that was the fabulous Sheena Jane Martin from Sheena Jane Fitness. Uh, thank you so much for talking to us. What an amazing woman. Until next time. Kia ora. So you're listening to Fit Chats with Nats. I'm your host or your conversation starter, Nats Levy. I'm six foot two. I love fitness. I love health. And most of all, I love a sustainable lifestyle. Let's chat.